Say with me again. Say the timings of, of the Spirit. There are times and seasons when it comes to, uh, to this journey that we are on or spiritual times and seasons, if I can say it like that, where if someone misses it, and a lot of times we say things like, uh, you know, it is uh, the timing of God is always now. And that is good. It is, it is now. But uh, 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 I'm just looking for something here. It is now. But there are things that God has ordained. If Jesus had to stay hidden for 30 years, if John the Baptist had to stay hidden in the wilderness for 30 years as well, until the day of His manifestation, it tells you if God had to be hidden and if He had to say when miracles was worked, He would tell the individuals this who received miracles or healing or deliverance, he would say, listen, my time has not yet come. Go and tell no one. Now, it was either a very good marketing strategy or he, uh, or he was speaking about timing. Are you guys with me? And we can take both sides because he would say, go tell no one, they would go tell the whole town. But there was timings that he operated in, knowing that the seasons, the timings and the epochs of heaven cannot be changed. Winter, summer, uh, autumn, spring is set. You, man can do whatever they want. They cannot shift those seasons. It's set in heaven. The same with the epochs and the seasons of heaven. When the second coming of Christ is coming, it is set in. The church cannot pray it quicker or cannot delay it. Are you guys with me? There are seasons and set appointed times in heaven. Same thing with each believer's life. So with the timings. And when we miss these timings, we miss what God can do in our lives. The difference between somebody that has become a success, and if I say a success, they've become significant in their lives. Whether they are helping somebody, whether they've become successful in business, in ministry, but they came to the full potential of who God has called them to be. It is someone that has been attentive to the timings of the Spirit and to the promptings of the Spirit. Are you guys with me? The difference between that one and somebody who didn't make it and they keep thinking back 30 years ago, if they only would have done this or that, the difference is one responded to the promptings and the other one didn't respond to the promptings. That there was something in their spirit that one responded to. It is called the burdens of the spirit. Are you guys with me? Even though we're in a series called the timings of the spirit, Today, we're going to speak about the mystery of burdens. So the mystery of burdens. I hope Centurion is not all dead the whole morning. I understand it's 8 a.m. and you're tired. Or maybe you don't like it that I'm back. I don't know. But we'll find out in, in, in a few weeks. I hope you guys are um, not too tired. Wake your spirit up so that, we can, so that I can get the rev. Otherwise, a word is not going to get through properly. It cannot get into a... You see, the Bible says that a spiritual man discerns all things. The natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit. When we are in the natural, we try tired and this and that. We cannot discern or even receive what God is trying to say. Many has asked us what is happening when it comes to the country, when it comes to things in uh, what's happening in the world and what is happening in the country. I've received a lot of messages from people to say, what is God saying for 
what is happening in in the nation of South Africa and what is happening in the world. And uh, I shared one or two visions that I had. Uh, just vaguely, I touched on it uh, because it has so many facets. It's multifaceted. And uh, I'll be sharing more in the future and maybe I'll touch on, uh, on one or two things today. But I want to say this, that uh, I really want to say this. Uh, before, you know, as I said, when was it? Um, uh, Thursday night, I think it was. That as I said Thursday night, that uh, there is a time that is coming, coming that is not good. People really need to listen to that. It is not because we are a doom and gloom prophet. It is because that is what the seasons is happening just right now. Are you guys with me? Let me say it like this. Those who will not be careful with their money is going to suffer. I've seen it so vividly and clearly in a vision. And we can talk again in two years. When the Lord spoke to me about, about uh, COVID coming, to in 2019, we gave the date of it coming. We gave what will happen. People will be locked in their houses. The church will be locked, closed. And we prophesied it the year before. But there was things that I didn't say that the Lord showed me will happen until 2025, 2026. And I, I said it to my pastors in, the, in, in, in person or on email. I, met, I emailed Pastor Martin. I said, we need to try to get food to store away. Not for us only, but to get, is there an availability to do it? Because there is a famine that is coming. And you think and look, but it's impossible for it to happen. And it will hit like one day. Are you guys with me? Right now, I, after I prophesied on Thursday, I didn't know what was happening in some of the other nations. They told us in Australia, it is already happening. You'll be surprised that in parts of America, you cannot find food. Are you guys with me? But we are blinded by just our comfort and our luxuries. Listen, it'll be one day. If my words have not come to pass, you don't have to worry about what I'm saying now. But if prophecies have come pass over your life, or words have come to pass that you've heard me say, then you have to think this, that save and sow. There's two things in Scripture, what believers did during times of famine. You see them sowing and you see them saving. Why? Because sowing is giving into the kingdom of God. It's an investment into heaven. You, a farmer cannot sow a seed and not expect a harvest. I don't know if you guys are with me. A, a, a farmer cannot sow a seed and not expect a harvest to be reaped. So when you sow a seed into the kingdom, so what is it what's happening in a famine? I told you, there's a hundredfold blessing that comes. When Isaac sowed a seed in a time of famine in the land of his fathers, he reaped a hundredfold from that year, the same year. The same year he reaped a hundredfold. Are you guys with me? And the second thing is Christians need to understand how to save. And please here I don't say invest. I'm not saying don't invest. Just here I don't say it. Just save. Mm -hmm. I know many won't listen. It, it, is, it is okay. Are you guys with me? Yes. Really do listen to this word. And I'll share it a little bit more a bit later on. Uh, during, during the service. But people are not to even buy luxurious things. Meaning it is a time where expensive clothes is not needed. It is a time where you don't need an 85 inch TV or you don't need a certain car. Trust me. 
to get into debt that is unnecessary. Debt will be like a shackle around people's necks the next two years. Up until 26, 25, 26, debt will be like a shackle around people. We've prophesied this from two years ago and said, get out of debt for what is coming. And God will bring supernatural debt cancellation to those who bring their parts. But it cannot just be sitting on a chair, not doing it. No, no, no. If you do your part and you put your hands to work, you will see cancellation. You'll see God intervening. Are you guys with me? Because He will keep His people in a Goshen. He'll keep His people in a Goshen. And I'll share with you a vision I had a bit later on. But the angel of the Lord showed me what will happen. But go with me first of all now to, uh, to uh, uh, Romans 8 verse 6. So say with me, save and sow. Very important, understand those two principles. You know, there are those who don't sow and they will always live by natural means because they save. Or there are those who only sow but they don't save and they live supernaturally but when it comes to natural things, they are not taken care of. You guys understand what I'm saying? So you need to have both. You need to have wisdom to have both. But sowing always goes and messes with your mind. Because it works from a burden of the Spirit. Your Spirit in you suddenly has a burden. To say, "Mm, I need to give this. And you think it is the devil. Yet it is the handling of God with your life. And I'm going to get into Scripture now with it. Are you guys with me? For example, I mean, we sowed a huge amount just recently, a very big amount, just recently when I was in the United States in a great church. We were visiting some churches there. And uh, 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 out of many churches, there was not very good ones, but uh, there were one or two that was really great. And in the one church where they're doing incredible building projects and so on, uh, it was the River Church. The Lord said to me, uh, because whole time during messages there, I had this burden and this prompting. And the more I tried to ignore it, the stronger it became to sow this amount. And then I said, okay, no, 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 let me just minimize it by 10 times less. And I said, I'll do it to this. And the Lord said, no, just, uh, you know, and, and I skipped the one night, skipped the second night. By the third night, it was like a burden and a pressing on me, which I couldn't ignore. And I had to, if I did not do it, I would be disobedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Ghost will burden you to do something that goes beyond the limitations of your mind. Are you guys with me? I mean, I had the same burden now again for the next month. And I'm thinking, we cannot afford this. I haven't shared it even with anyone, but I said we cannot afford this. But it's a burden of the Spirit. And then I know there's a time of famine we are going into. Because natural means will not be able to provide for the season that we are going into. And when I say the next one we're going to do big, I'm going to do big. I outsow every business person here. And that is an insult, by the way. I promise you. Are you guys with me? And I know the church gives big. This is not... uh, Remember, when I speak, I'm not only speaking to you. I'm speaking to there also. Okay? So don't just be uh, taking... You know, I'm not coming back to this church. No, if the shoe fits... Wear it. If it doesn't, don't worry about it. But one thing I can tell you is that when we sow, we sow big. And we do outsow anyone. Unless if I know like, hmm, okay, this one gave uh, three million. Now I know. Okay, uh, we're not, we haven't beaten that one yet. But then you must say, but if 
the church or if Leon can do so much, then it must be that I'm on my way there. Because the Bible says this, that the captains and the leaders of the people of Israel, they went in by rank into the promised land. And as they went in by rank into the promised land, they went in first and the people followed them suit. Which means that as we go in first, you are to follow suit. Are you guys with me? Say with you the burden of the Spirit. So God will burden you to do certain things, but I haven't even touched on the message. Are you guys with me? I haven't even touched on the message. Uh, go with me to Romans chapter number 8 verse, uh, uh, let me see, let me see. Uh, verse 16, Romans 8 verse 16. Romans 8 verse 16. Let me just read this. Listen to this. Say with the burdens. So I want to open up by word of revelation for you the mystery of burdens. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. The Spirit Himself bears witness. Say with He bears witness. This is speaking of a burden that comes in you, a witness that comes into your spirit. There are sensations of the Holy Ghost that is given to you as a believer to prompt you and to guide you in this life, to know that, but wait, I know when I'm doing wrong, I know that when I'm doing right. It is the ultimate GPS and guider that has been given to you as a believer. Where unbelievers don't have the sense that before they stand in front of a property, whether they should buy it or not, or whether they stand by a car, whether they should buy or not, you have the Holy Ghost in you. And if you can become acquainted with the feelings and the sensations of the Spirit of God by practicing them. The Bible says, what is it? Hebrews 5 verse 12. Get that for me quickly in your, in your Bible. Hebrews 5 verse 12. Where does it say the training of your senses? You know the Bible. Sometimes I beat them, but uh, that's just Pastor David. <laughs> 512. No, 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 no. I, I lost this one. No, 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 it's not this one. It's five somewhere. Where it says... Yeah, no, it is. It's 514. It's 512 to 14. Okay, but let me just read 514. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. So the revelation. That's solid food. Are you guys with me? So when you sit in a church and your spirit doesn't jump when there's revelation, you are not mature. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use, so with the reason of use, meaning by the practice of use, they have their senses exercised. They have their spiritual senses exercised to discern both good and evil. But how is it by the Word of God, by revelation that comes, you have trained your spiritual senses to be exercised so that you can use it for both good, that it can be discerned both good and evil. That you can stand in front of something, a business deal knowing should I take or no, and in you there'll be just a feeling. And the moment you are obedient to that feeling, you are on your way to success with God. People that regret things in their lives is because they were disobedient to a burden that told them to do something and they never did it. Are you guys with me? How do we prophesy? By burdens. Prophets don't always see visions and hear God's audible voice. 90% of the time we don't. Are you guys with me? I had visions this two weeks. Yes, about many things. 
But uh, that is visions. That is kind of like rare. It doesn't always happen. It is, it is, uh, it is when you stand in front of somebody, you take their hand or you sit in front of somebody. If I try to hear, I will fail. If I try to see, I will fail. But if I try to feel, I can prophesy their whole life like this. It's the burden of the Spirit. Are you guys with me? For I was in the realms of the Spirit last night where God showed me in a vision again something that I saw. Last year, where He repeated something that I saw last year. And I saw suddenly, and I shared one or two of these things already. And I saw suddenly as I stood in front of a door, and I saw a leader and I saw angels around the leader. And I saw the angels pointing to the door. And I saw the leader resisting and resisting, not wanting to go through the door. But the door said, the point of no return. And I asked in this vision, I asked the angel, is this leading to death? Or is it leaving a place of power? And I was answered that it is a place of power. But pray for his life afterwards. Then I was taken, I saw the nation of South Africa as we're flying high by an angel. And I was taken and flown into a castle. As I was in the corridors of this kingdom, this voice of an angel said to me these words, This place is void of a king. Please listen with a spiritual ear with this one. Please listen with a deep spiritual ear. Because it speaks of things that will come. Things that are happening. And he said this place is void of a king. The king has left. And I said, how? And they said it was hidden. Things are not as it seems. There was a hidden thing, a hidden illness. And the voice of the angel said again, the king has passed. And I looked and I saw a flag which was green and yellow, flown half-mast. And I'll just stop there. I will not go deeper. Are you guys with me? Say with me the burden of the Spirit. These are things that the Holy Ghost will put upon your spirit that will cause you to be impressed to do something outside of your natural means. I'm not speaking about giving only. I'm speaking about anything. Whether you must phone somebody. Something the Spirit of God is telling you. Phone this one. And you're thinking, no, I'm not going to phone them. And five minutes later, or three days later, you receive a call from them. And they say, you know, three days ago, I was going through this intense moment. And you're thinking, I knew it if I would have only phoned them. Which means that you were a moment, an impression, a feeling away. One step of obedience away. Before ministering to somebody. Death happens. Because burdens are not heeded to. 
Are you guys with me? The Holy Ghost is there to protect. When you get in your car, He'll say to you, don't drive on that road, drive on this road. But we ignore the burden. Are you guys with me? You sound like, uh, uh, like it's not getting in. Are you guys with me? Let's go to, for the sake of getting into this, burdens. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter number 17 verse 8. 1 Kings 17 verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This is an Elijah, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. God is saying, I have commanded. If God commands uh, 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 Lloyd to wait for me at the door, you would think that he would hear God. Are you guys with me? Or you would think that it is an audible voice that comes to him to tell him to wait for me at the door because God commanded. If God commands, how can you violate? Are you guys with me? So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was gathering sticks. Go one verse back. Listen to this. One verse back. Where are they now? Yeah, there. See, I have commanded a widow there. Guys, please don't change unless I'm finished with the sentence. Okay, I wasn't finished with the sentence here. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So if he commanded, so God commands a widow to bring provision for the prophet. Next verse. He gets there. So he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin. Are you guys with me? Now listen to this. He comes to this woman and let me use it in plain English. He said, listen, I'm waiting for you to provide for me, but nothing is happening. Which means that the woman, God commanded her with a burden, but she didn't heed or understand the burden. If he didn't tell her, give me this, she would have died. I don't know if you guys are with me. I don't have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I'm going to prepare for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. So if she would have obeyed the burden, she would have lived. By grace, the prophet told her at least, give me something. She argued, but she still did it. But think if she had disobeyed that burden. She and her son would have died. And then we see how she obeyed and she lived many years. Go with me to, in fact, I'm not going to read it, but you can go to, uh, you can go to 2 Kings. I think it is uh, 2 Kings uh, 4 verse 8, where we, we don't have to go on there right now. I'm just going to paraphrase. We see the prophet uh, 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 Elisha walking past a certain woman, wealthy woman. And as he walked past her, she said to her husband, 
I sense, I feel that this is, I perceive, the scripture says, quote unquote, I perceive that this is a holy man of God. I have a burden in my spirit that we have to do something for him. She said, let's build him a house. Let's build him something on top of our house. That when he comes into town, he can, he can rest here. And we put a chair and we put a bed and we put everything in there. But what happened? She responded to a burden. Because she responded to a burden. He prophesied to her and he said, what is it that you want? She didn't know and so on. He said, by next year you will have a son. She couldn't get children. She received the son and the son died. When the son died, she took him to the prophet. He raised the son from the dead. If she never responded to that burden, that promise of a son would never have come. The death would not have been uh, 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 diverted because it all comes down to a burden. Say with me a burden. So I, I, wanna, I hope I make this a bit simple. We think visions. We think we have to hear the audible voice of God. We think we, we, uh, we, uh, 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 we have to have these supernatural encounters. Yet God is knocking on the inside of your spirit. And if you're sensitive, if you know how to meditate upon Him, if you know how to be in the silence of God, your spirit can be trained in the senses in the Word of God. And the more you get into the Word, you begin to feel the knocking in your spirit regarding certain things. And it is a burden. And you'll be amazed that it is the highest realm of God dealing with somebody or the highest realm of God talking to somebody. I don't know if you guys are with me. Go with me to, go with me to 1 John 1 verse 1. 1 John 1 verse 1. Listen to this. That which from the beginning which we have heard, say with me heard, which we have seen, say with me seen, with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, say our hands have handled, concerning the word of life. He's saying there are three levels when it comes to dealing with God and being in fellowship with God. Number one is the first immature level. He says, we have heard, say with me heard, it's the hearing level. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Are you guys with me? That is a low level. Have to listen to preaching, have to listen to the Word of God being preached, being taught, and then faith is being stirred up in me. And when I hear God, then I can maybe do something. That is a low level. Second level, he says, we have seen with our eyes. Another verse says, we have, our eyes have beheld the glory of the Lord. Are you guys with me? Then he goes on. The third level, he says, we have, our hands have handled, touched Him, concerning the word of life. Now listen to this. When you hear, you hear from a distance. Are you guys with me? Somebody stands here and you hear them talking. When you see somebody, they can be far away, you can see them. But when you handle them, it is something that is intimate. It is a touch that takes place. That touch causes a burden in your spirit. Are you with me? Yeah, in your spirit. 
you will feel a knocking or something squashing, or you'll feel a warmth coming into your spirit. Relating to a subject, it is now God handling you and you handling God. It is a burden of the Spirit. Say with me the mystery of burdens. Say it again. Say the mystery of burdens. You are flesh of His flesh, bones of His bone, spirit of His spirit, which means a lot of people try to pray and hear God before they go and do something. And they pray and they pray for 10 years and nothing happens. And they don't do. They get into the prayer room, they pray, they wait for visions. Must I take this job or not? Must I go build this? Must I go do this? They wait for visions. They wait to hear the voice of God. God doesn't speak like that anymore. My sheep hear my voice. How? Who? I mean, listen. I bet you now, no hand here will raise, will be raised. If I tell you who has heard the audible voice of God speaking constantly or like this. Because we ignore the inner part here. My sheep hear my voice. How? By a burden. By the inner witness. By a knocking of the Spirit. Where you just feel compelled to go somewhere where Jesus walked past healing when he was healing the sick the Bible says that he had compassion on them the word compassion he had splunkna which means his insides were moving and it was pulled and he was in compassion over somebody and then healing took place it is a burden of the spirit the lady the widow in Zarephath did not heed to the burden of the spirit and she could have lost her life when people don't heed, how many times have you just felt, I should not go to that place tonight. And you're obedient to it. And then something happens there. Because the Holy Ghost wanted to save you from death. But how do we get obedient in this? It starts in small things. Phone this one. Speak to your wife. Speak to your You'll sit and you'll think, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit says to you, tell your husband or tell your wife, you love them. And you're like, no, 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 you leave it. And 10 minutes later, your spouse says to you, you know, you never love me. And you think, if you could have only just heeded to the burden. A life of destruction is there because a multitude of burdens was not answered. Some people might get 30 burdens a year and they only respond to five. We are here today because I responded to a burden. Are you guys with me? A burden. And a burden, people will tell you, you are not sure, you are foolish, but you must know, it is knowing in, the, in your knower, in your spirit, that you are doing right. We are not led by visions. We are not led by dreams. We are led by the Spirit. The Bible says those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. No way are we led by dreams and visions. And so many people, oh, prophet, I had a dream about this. Must I, must, I, must I change my job? No. We'll do dream interpretation course to put things at ease. Because people are using dreams and visions for their life, 
to lead their life where the Bible never instructed us to do it. The Bible says, be led by the Spirit of God, the inner witness, the burden of the Spirit, knocking and moving you to go left, to go right. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah says, there'll be a voice behind you, but in your spirit, that'll tell you to go left or to go right. Say the mystery of burdens. If you can catch this thing, you'll be used by God. You'll be successful. Are you guys with me? Oh my gosh, you'll be filled with the Spirit. The moment you respond to a burden, a warmth will come into your spirit here, into your diaphragm. A warmth. Do you know when I, when I respond to a burden, I get a vision? I'm going to say it again. A vision doesn't come before I respond to a burden. The moment I respond to a burden, a vision comes. And then when a vision, what, what is a burden? will say, go now to your room and pray. Spend time with me. And the moment I respond to that burden, maybe I'm eating, maybe I'm watching something on TV, maybe I'm relaxing, but the burden in my spirit says, go now to your room. The moment I go and I begin to pray, a vision comes or an encounter comes or a visitation comes by an angel. Why? I responded to a burden. Are you guys with me? This is what we call the technology of the Spirit. How God operates, how God works, how He articulates the moving in your life. Have your seats, have your seats. Are you guys with me? It is a burden and inner witness. It is your guidance system. A man with no burden is a man who is devoid of power. I'm going to say it again. A man with no burden is a man who is devoid of power. Are you guys with me? Say the mystery of burdens. A life that is lived according to the burdens of the spirits is a life that will be full of power. You will see the manifestation of power. Are you guys with me? We can, we can, we can go to uh, 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 Genesis. Go with me to... Go with me to Genesis 14, verse 14. You know, the problem in your life or in your family's life or that they don't have property, that they don't have blessings, it is not, the problem is not that God isn't blessing them. The problem is a lack of responding to burdens. A burden will tell you like it did Abraham, move to a country where I will, away out of your father's house, to a country which I will show you. What was it? A burden. People fail to respond to burdens and their life end up a maze. You can change that today. But how do you hear the right burden? By getting into the Word. I, are you guys with me? It is only the Word. But you have to sit in a church where revelation is preached and the Spirit of God is preached. Because otherwise that Word is going to bring death and you're going to have no understanding. And you're going to read it with a legalistic or religious mindsets. Doctrines of demons will come in. That's why God gave the local church. But the local church must have power. Burdens will give power. Christianity is a life of power. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not in word or deed, but in 
power. Say with me, power. Says the kingdom of God is not in word or deed. The Christianity that we are living is not word or deeds, but it is power. If you live by a life of burdens, you will live a life of power. There is, listen, theologians have messed up the Bible a lot. And I'm, and I'm saying that in a, in, a, in, a, in a respectful way, but they try to always, especially reformists, they try to always disprove the power of God. They try to explain why the scripture is not supernatural. Listen to this. Now, when Abraham heard, even before I'm going to read this, the Bible says that Abraham was traveling, living in tents, looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. And I preached on the city of the Spirit, where we see how Abraham led was looking for the, the city. And we see how uh, uh, Moses was given the law over a spiritual city, a spiritual people, where the Lord hailed from, from a mountain, with 10,000 of His saints. That is not heaven. That was on the earth. Are you guys with me? And we see the spiritual city where the Lord hailed from with 10,000 of his saints coming behind him. And the Bible says Moses was their king. And Moses gave them the law. Where does your Bible elsewhere say that Moses was a king? He wasn't. But there in the, there's a spiritual city where he was king. There are things in this life that our eyes have not seen, that our ears have not heard, where we live in the natural world and we think this is all there is. No, no, no. Then we see Abraham living in tents, looking for the city of God who the maker and builder is God. He was living in tents looking for this. Now listen to this. Now when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 300, he armed his uh, 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. So with the 318 servants or soldiers. Now listen to this. He divided his forces. Go with me, put me in the King James Version. I want to read this in the right translation. King James. Listen to this. And he divided himself. Say with me, he divided himself against them. Come read it now. It's not uh, difficult. Say he divided himself against them. Listen here. Before we carry on, I'll get to this revelation now. Before we carry on, go with me to, uh, to Romans. And uh, I want to see how um, I can read this properly. Uh, go with me to Romans uh, 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 10 verse. Let's put it from verse 6. Remember I said, I'll get back to Abraham now. Remember I said that don't live a life of wanting to hear God or see Him before doing something. But live according to your burden. But as the scripture also says, do as the occasion demands. 
people are trying to find out, must I have this job? Must I have that job? When you have fresh oil upon you, you work anywhere and you carry the blessing of God. Christians have become too picky, thinking they're kind of like uh, exclusive. Like they, they uh, and we know we are exclusive. I know we are God's chosen people and all these things, but they kind of like think very highly of themselves. You know, they don't let me read my Bible in this job. I got this job, but I don't know if it is the will of God. And then you come to the church, I'm not getting a job. I'm sitting on the end, and your family's complaining for a year that you're not getting a job, but you're waiting on the will of God. Shut up, put your hands to work, and go and work. If you carry the blessing, Wherever you are is the will of He is. We are not of this world, but we are in this world. He has sent us out into the world system to change the systems of this world. Whether it is media, whether it is education, whether it is communication, whatever it is. It's caused us to change the systems, not to figure out uh, what job must I take or not take. That is why Christians are poor. Because they have a mindset of exclusivity, thinking they can choose, pick and choose. No, no, no. How about you become Christ? Where you are at. And God will promote you from there on. Because if you are spirit-filled, you'll be in the will of God wherever you are. Are you guys with me? And listen, place is different to timings. But the righteousness, listen to this, the righteousness. Who's the righteousness of God? Two people got it. So the rest is the unrighteousness of God. But the righteousness which is of faith, speaking on this wise, speaking in this way, saying, say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep to bring Christ up again from the dead? But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, and in thy heart, it is the word of faith which we preach. He says, look, stop praying for Christ to come down from heaven and give you a visitation. The word of God is in your mouth. The moment you speak it, action takes place. Wait, stop for the hearing and for the seeing. But the moment you do and you act on a burden, you work with the handling of God. Are you guys with me? Say with me, speaking His words. That's why I'm saying, repeat me after the Scripture. And people are like, just repeat the two, three words and they're like, fail. No, no, no. Your spirituality is exposed. Or the lack thereof. Have you seen it? When the Word is in your mouth, Christ is in your mouth, He says. Don't wait to bring Christ down from heaven or to bring Christ up from the depths. He's, then the word of faith, the word of life is nigh you. It's in your mouth, not in your heart. Which means you have to speak it. Are you guys with me? Go with me back to Genesis, uh, where we were, Genesis 14. And he, King James Version, listen, listen to this. And he divided himself. Say with me, Christianity is power. The kingdom of God is not in word and deed, but it is power. And he divided himself against them. He and his servants by night 
and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. But listen to this. It said that Abram had 318 servants. Then the word says he divided himself, which means he was one person here. And he said, let me become 318 and divide myself. But where is that in scripture? We just read it one place, second place. God took of the spirit that was on Moses and he distributed it to 70 others, elders. That Abraham was walking in so much power that he divided himself to the servants so that they could be empowered to fight the battle. Say with me, power. Now theologians will try to dissuade the scripture and try to interpret it to, to, to bring down and to denounce the supernatural or the power of God. And they'll say, no, no, no. He divided his armies. No. He was a man who was looking for the city built by God, whose maker and builder is God. Moses being the king of a spiritual city, which nobody could have seen. A city that was invisible. Yet Moses would be there and he would give the law to all the saints, spirits of just men. Are you guys with me? There's more to Christianity. Say with you the mystery of burdens. Say it again. Say the mystery of burdens. So what does it, what does it take? Listen. Abraham dividing himself. Ezekiel was sitting with his wife in his house. Talking to his wife while he is also split in two. And he was put in the city of Jerusalem. Walking there. Seeing through the walls. Seeing into a city. Seeing everything that's going on. Yet at the same time he was with his wife at home. The Bible doesn't say that his spirit was taken. It says the hand of the Lord came upon him. And took him into a city. Yet at the same time he was with his wife at home. He was divided in two. Are you guys with me? He was divided. Meaning that the moment you limit yourself. What stops us to think that you can sit in your house and pray. And let's touch on a low level. You just feel a burden. And you begin to phone that person. And you can do something and they'll be saying, but how did you know about it? It's the mystery of a burden. Because in the spirit, there's no distance. You feel it. There's something in your knower that just comes in. The next thing, the more you are obedient to the promptings of the Holy Ghost. Now you begin to live a life where Christ can use you. The next thing you're preaching or the next thing you're... And then somebody says, but I saw you there. And you're like, no, 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 I was here. And they say, no, I saw you there in another place. I met you and you greeted me. And you're thinking, no, I was here. And we're thinking, it must be an angel. It must be, uh, no, no, no. Abraham divided himself. I'm tired of trying to, and we'll, we'll get so many pushback from this message of reformists and theologians and trying to say this and Leon is misinterpreting the scripture. Stop removing the power and the supernatural power of God out of the Bible. And your lives become a mess and there's poverty everywhere. Say with you the Word of God. It's in my mouth. Stand your feet, stand your feet. Listen here, the, your word, the word mouth in the, in, the, in the Greek means stoma. It means stoma. 
in the Greek, which means to cut, which means if the Word of God is in your mouth, it has the ability to cut poverty from your life. It has the ability to cut sickness by the Word in your mouth. The Word in your mouth, the word for mouth also means gemel, which means camel. Are you guys with me? A camel was used for two things in the Old Testament. To transport an individual or transport wealth. So where you see camels, it speaks of wealth. So the Lord is saying, I've made your mouth to become a transporter of wealth. That the moment you speak and you speak and you have the ability to do and you're not waiting for Christ to come down from heaven or come up from the earth below, you have, you'll be, there'll be blessings of prosperity upon your life. Are you guys with me? Isn't it amazing that people, you know, you have two things in the church, money and hell. Christians believe in hell before they believe in money. They say money is a sin. If money is a sin, I'll stand at the door. Afterwards, you can give me all your sin. Are you, are you guys with me? Um, if money is a sin. Because the moment a Christian says they are blessed, people are like, oh, no, 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 this is sin. And this is the love of money is the root of all. No, no, the love of, not the loving. It's two different things. Money is not evil. Money is not a sin. But yet we believe in a place called hell. And we do. Hell is real. But we fail to believe that God wants to bless a Christian. We fail to believe that God wants to bless a, or heal a believer. Are you guys with me? You know, but then we distort the blessings of God and we think because I got a house, I'm blessed. There were brothers, two brothers, I believe, in a, a Moravian brothers. They try to get into France, cross the border into France to go minister to France. And it was during time where there was a lot of persecution and slave handling and so on. And it doesn't matter what they did, they could not get across the border into France to minister the gospel. And for years they were trying. In fact, uh, 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 for years they were trying to get in and option after option after option failed. And then they found a way and they saw that slaves was being brought by, bought by France to, taken, to be taken into France. And they went and they stood in front of slave masters. They took off their shirts. They showed their muscles. And, uh, and as they showed their muscles, they were bought as slaves and they were sent into France. And they were rejoicing and praising God and saying, we have been given the blessing and the opportunity to preach the gospel. Today, we say on Instagram, we're flexing. We got a car and we say, hashtag breakthrough. We say, I got this house, I'm blessed. Hashtag blessed. You know, uh, somebody puts their Bible and their cup of coffee on a winter's morning. And then why don't they say, hashtag blessed. And we think the blessing of God is only that. While somebody sold himself to slavery just to get into a country to preach the gospel. And they praised God and said, you have blessed us and you have given us the opportunity. Paul the Apostle wanted to go to Asia to preach the gospel. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit forbid him. Is it that God can forbid you to go somewhere and preach? You would think, but this is the will of God. You know, evangelists, 
they just like, we must preach to everyone. Evangelists and prophets are totally different. Evangelists and prophets actually can't even be friends. Because an evangelist will think a prophet is a heathen. Because evangelists walk on the street and preach to everybody. A prophet will not speak to anyone. I promise you. The Holy Ghost forbid Paul to preach the gospel in a place. The Holy Ghost came with a burden and forbid is the forbidding of the Holy Ghost. Jesus was led into the wilderness. Burden. Are you guys with me? Paul forbidden. Burden. Paul, they were setting sails to, to go on a ship and to set sail. And uh, Paul, the Bible says, Paul perceived. He said to the brethren, he said, brethren, I perceive that this journey will not go well. I perceived my, there's a burden in me that just tells me this thing is not going to go well and end well and people's lives will not be making it. What happened? A burden. A burden can save your life. A burden will cause men not to die. Isn't it amazing that people can save up for three months to get on a flight, to fly to Mauritius or somewhere. And they get there and the Holy Ghost just gently tells them, don't go on this trip now. And you're thinking, no, I'm going to go and you save up, you work. You save up money, you get on the plane, the plane crashes, you die. Which means that you worked and saved up money in order to die. Simply because you didn't listen to a burden. You know, sometimes we can travel, or my wife, we plan a holiday or this or to go somewhere. And my spirit is instantly burdened and say, don't go. And I change the dates last minute and they don't understand. But I can't explain. My spirit just says, don't. Be obedient to the pressing and the burdens of your spirit. Raise your hands for you wherever you are. Say with me, say, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I receive sensitivity to the burdens of the Spirit of God, to the mystery of the Spirit, mystery of burdens. In Jesus' mighty name, make me obedient. I choose to become obedient to your voice in my spirit by phoning someone, speaking to somebody, reaching out to someone, giving somewhere, helping someone out. Make me sensitive to the burdens in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, give me a praise offering, church.